Blog Talk Radio. He was up each morning with the dawn because he knew his daily run was long and hard and he had to be ready to get his freight train down the track determination he would never lack the little locomotive called freight train Freddy. Hi everyone, welcome to Getting on Top. I'm your host Paul Morris. We hear Wednesdays from four to four thirty PM. That's Eastern Time. And we broadcast from the southern Hudson Valley region of New York State, which uh is the northern suburbs of New York City. <clears throat> and uh we have a call in number if someone has a question or a comment for me uh or my guest. That is one three four seven. Two one five nine four five six. Also mentioned uh, Upper Cervical Chiropractic of New York, established in two thousand two and located in White Plains. UCCNY has become a stand of excellence in the profession and attracts patients from all over the world, including famous celebrities and pro athletes. You could check them out on www.ucc-ny.com. And uh, that little ditty you heard was Freight Train Freddy. Uh, it's the title of a children's rhyming story that I wrote about a uh, 19th century steam engine. And uh, Peter Tazone wrote and sang that uh, song. He's also illustrated the book. If someone would like to find out more about the book, see the uh, beautiful pictures and read some of the rhymes, you can go to ftfcreations.com. That's FTF as in Freight Train Freddy, creations.com. And uh, today uh, we're going to talk about holistic marketing with Andrea Adler. Uh, Andrea, referred to as the metaphysical marketer, pioneered holistic marketing in the early 80s. Three books on marketing, PR, for the holistic healer, creating an abundant practice, and the science of spiritual marketing sell worldwide. In the 80s, Andrea was highly uh, respected consultant in Silicon Alley, uh, New York City, during the Internet boom, and worked with several dot-com companies prior to receiving their uh, IPOs. She is... uh, she supported businessmen and women in every industry, from therapists to filmmakers, authors, software developers, and CEOs, turning their business and profit margins around 180 degrees in two hours. You can find her at www.holisticpr.com. Today on the show, we'll primarily be talking about the science of spiritual marketing. And uh, hi, Andrea. How are you doing? Hi there. How are you? Good. So, Good. on this nice sunny day, what uh, what got you into such a a field like this? Something that's not uh, very popular, or a lot of people don't know much about, especially back. 
back in the 80s? Um, actually, it started when a Reiki practitioner was very challenged by doing some marketing for herself. She needed a brochure, and I wanted to learn Reiki. So I said, I'll tell you what, I will help you create your brochure, and I would love to be taught how to do Reiki. So that was my first barter experience and my first example of helping somebody with their marketing. And it just kind of took off from there. I mean, I had a series of, I was a journalist for a couple years, and that increased my writing skills. And while I was a journalist, I was very intrigued by this high school that, uh, I don't know if intrigued was the right word, but there were three suicides that occurred at a local high school in Liberty, New York. And this explosion went off inside me. And I started a children's theater company because there was such a drought of creativity going on. And that, you know, that stems from my theater background. I was on Broadway and off-Broadway, and it's like I was just looking to express myself in different ways. And after running that company for eight years, I wondered what to do and moved to Amherst, Massachusetts and met this woman who was doing PR and marketing. And I just thought, you know, this is something that I could probably do. And she said, well, why don't you handle one of my clients? And I did. And I tripled his business from one event. And I realized I had this gift of sharing people's story in a way that they couldn't share it themselves. And many times we have that issue because we're so close, we're so myopic to our own stuff that we can't see what other people see or what other people need to see or hear. So that got me really started with then starting my own PR and marketing firm. And when I went to promote my first client, the local newspaper said, well, now what do you do? And I said, well, I help the holistic therapeutic community because I was very drawn to that population because they were so gifted and so challenged by marketing. Uh, I started with this pranic energy healer and put on an event for him, and he said, well, there are more holistic practitioners in New England than there are lawyers in New York, so I want to write about you and what you're doing. I said, well, if you do that, my client is going to be very upset. He said, well, I'll tell you what, I'll write about both of you. So this article came out in the paper about me and brought me four years of business while I lived in Amherst. And that's where it all started. Mm, I I think there's other challenges besides being too close to things. A lot of people just can do certain things and can't do others. Uh, You know, everybody has a different skill set. Sure. PR is a particular skill set. And, uh, you know, especially I've been around the healing community a while uh, for the last 10 years myself. And I'd say in particular they're probably not among the best sales or uh, public relations or marketing people. In fact, they tend to be, you know, going in the other direction. 
Um, really, I across the board. It doesn't. It's not necessarily that community, because even no, when I worked no, in Silicon Alley, there were so, yeah. you know CEOs of major corporations could not articulate their business. So I would say, I'm five years old. Tell me what you do. So it's it's really across the board, and some people are very gifted in this way. So, but it, you know, it's harder. People in the healing community use often don't have that big a budget too to hire uh, PR people and so on and so forth as as other people with bigger companies as well. So, so that's why I stopped representing people, and I just wanted to start consulting and helping people understand the strategy, and how to get in touch with their soul's destiny. So I I think because of my theater background and my spiritual background, which is pretty extensive, 40 years of meditating, I really wanted to get to the core of people's future vision and then go backwards. So once people understand what their ultimate vision is for the future, what their soul's destiny is in this lifetime, then I can understand what their calling is and then what their strategy needs to be in order to get and walk into that vision. So that's why I'm referred to as the metaphysical marketer. I see things from a very holistic point of view and very metaphysical. We have some uh, on the phone. I don't know if they're just you can call in to listen. I don't know if they're just calling in to listen or they they have a question. So I'm going to check. I'll be right back. All right? Yeah. Hi, uh, caller, you have a question or just uh, calling in to listen? Hello? I guess they're just uh, calling in to listen. So let's get to the book, uh, The Journey. Okay. So let's talk about the science of spiritual marketing. So in the beginning, some of these chapters are interesting. The, the root chakra of PR, obviously a reference to the seven uh, chakras. So I, I suspect from knowing a little about chakras, that's the base baseline or the the uh, you know the uh, foundation. Well, the reason I talk about the root chakra of PR is that what is at the root of why we are so apprehensive about creating a marketing strategy that could actually bring us the abundance that we're yearning for. It's been, you know, the words PR and marketing have held such a negative connotation for so many years that people have shied away from it. They never leave room in their budget for it. They think it's, you know, they just write the book and it will mysteriously become a bestseller. Or they will, without question, finish the book and be able to get on Dr. Oz or Oprah. And it, you know, sometimes happens that way. No question. But not most of the time. And there has to be a strategy and a way in which we understand the different aspects of this campaign that we need to really focus on. And usually it starts with the website because that's the global calling card. That's where people go when they want more information about you. They want to see where you live and 
what your background is and if you have the stuff and what they're looking for. So we start with the website. And then depending on, you know, it's, it's when I when you brought up in the bio that in two hours I'm able to shift people's careers around, it's very true because of this consultation that I offer, which is in three parts. Part one, I get history of the person I'm talking to and understand the trajectory of the, that the life that they've led and the challenges and uh, and successes that they've had in their lives, which paints a picture in my mind. Part two, because we have this intellectual understanding of where we think we want our business to go and how we want it to roll out, uh, it's just the intellectual part. So what I do is dive deep into the unconscious and help midwife that wisdom that's inside of them, bring it to the surface so that we both have clarity what their soul's destiny is in this lifetime. And many times people are very surprised. Oh, my God, I had no idea I was going to be traveling or I was going to shift gears and do this other thing. So once that clarity has been brought to the surface, we go into part three, which is creating that mind map, that yellow brick road that many times splits the Red Sea because their DNA changes. Energetically, they, are, they become aligned with their soul's destiny. And once they understand the strategy, they're out the door. It happens very quickly when you have that kind of clarity. And that's what keeps me going and doing this work is that I'm just amazed as to how it works than my clients. So uh, what is it about a website do you think that is the most important or what what are the you know one or two or three things that uh, you emphasize about websites because you're right you have to have a website because people are going to ask you about that right away I know in my businesses as well so well the website's like a movie you know you have to have the cast and the crew you have to have the costume designer, the cinematographer. First, there's content. So when I work with somebody on their website, we go through everything. First, they go through the consultation so we understand what the vision is. Then we go through page by page of the menu bar. What are the pieces of this puzzle that you now need to articulate and communicate? And so we go through every single page. Content is king. Now, once you have all the content, what are the colors that you resonate with? There are some sites that I go to, I can't stay on for two seconds. It's so bright. It's so busy. Lights, Neon lights are flashing. That is not a calm site for me. That's not something I want to stay at or navigate through. And depending on what the client is selling or wanting to promote or share, it has to resonate with who they are and the audience that they're trying to attract. And then there's the story. What's the story of your business, and are you communicating it through your branding and your look and your feel and your content? So all these things have to match like an outfit. And then is it easy to navigate? You know, you have to tell the story. The home page is the cover of the book. 
Then there's about the person, the founder. Then there's, you know, whatever is next and next. But it has to be easy to navigate. Even if there's videos and blogs and news pet- newsletters and testimonials, there's always ways to put all the stuff that you want in there in a way that is elegant and communicative and easy to read. And sometimes I tell you the colors, I'm just shocked. Yeah, I'd say intuitive as well. Pardon? Go ahead. I'd say it should be intuitive as well. I mean, my uh, three-year-old granddaughter was able to navigate the Internet, couldn't read, because... Oh, oh, these guys guys fall out of the womb knowing what to do. (laughs) The kids growing up today, it's just amazing. Oh, yeah. So getting back to your book, uh, you have here the three stages of creativity. I found that one of the more interesting chapters. You want to tell listeners about that? It's one of my favorite chapters. Um, The three stages are based on the Hindu triad, the three heads on one neck that we see many times on a poster in a New Age bookstore. And... They represent the Hindu deities, Brahma, Vishnu, and Shiva. And I once heard this woman at a screenwriting conference talk about these three heads and how she saw these three heads. And I went, oh, my God, this is just amazing. For me, they represent the three stages of creation and creativity. So Brahma is the visioning stage. It's the stage we move into when we're thinking about an idea or, you know, contemplating, meditating the next step. And some people get addicted to Brahma. They stay in that stage longer than they need to. And we know people like that who are just walking around with great ideas and never putting them to action, which is Vishnu. Vishnu is watering the idea tilling the idea, making it work. So let's say we have this idea for a book and we're contemplating it and thinking about it, but it's never going to get written until we start writing. That's Vishnu. And some people get addicted to Vishnu. They become myopic. They become one-pointed. They become type A personalities because they never step back into Brahma or move into Shiva knowing when to walk away for the next lightning strike to occur. So we need to, you know, even though we're in Vishnu and we're working, we need to step away from the computer. We need to step away from stuff to get a different perspective. I'll never forget, I was a journalist in upstate New York, and I had finished this article except for one word that I couldn't find. And I just couldn't turn it in until I had this word because it was at the beginning of the article. And I was driving myself nuts, and I was trying to figure it out, and finally I just went, I have to walk out. I walked away, went to a movie, and right in the, one of the first sentences of this character, she said, and when we reach the summit, and I went, oh, that's it, that's the word. So because I stepped into Shiva and walked away, I was able to hear something new, and that finished the article for me. 
So this happens all the time. Every minute of our day, every day of our week, every week to the month, every month to our year, how are we moving in and out of these stages and are we cognizant of them? It's a very interesting observation Mm. to make. Yeah. Mm. There's a very strong analogy to sales, which I was in for many years, computer sales. Uh, they, especially if people came out of a technical area like I did, and they just couldn't close a deal. They were great, uh, you know, getting friendly with the clients and all that, but they just they, they felt very uncomfortable moving into the next step to close the deal. Yeah, they, they were lady was stuck like that. It wasn't a problem for me personally. I love closing, but uh, a lot of a lot of especially technical people have their problems. So. It may have uh, applications in other areas as well. It's an interesting concept. So, and similarly, moving out of comfort zones was also a big topic in sales training. I think that's very important. Uh, Why don't you tell listeners about your take on that? Well, we all get stuck at times in our lives either by doing the same thing over and over, repeating patterns. And they get, we get really comfortable in those patterns. And there are some really healthy patterns, like getting up and meditating every day, doing hatha yoga, jogging. And there are patterns that, there are psychological patterns, there are emotional patterns that maybe used to work for us when we were 16 and 17 and no longer work for us now. So while I was teaching this kind of marketing, one of the things that I have people do in the workshop is change seats every 20 minutes. Because as soon as they got comfortable, I asked them to change seats. I also bring in brain gymnastic drills because they help us to shift gears. And it's very subtle how the brain can shift and open us to new possibilities. So, for instance, if there's people listening on the phone and they brush their teeth with their right hand, uh, a suggestion would be to start brushing with your left hand. If you take walks with your dog in a certain area every day, you may want to switch. Because what happens when we start making these little shifts, they affect part of our brain that opens us up to new possibilities. Even if we drive the same way to work every day, change the pattern, change the path. And it's amazing what it begins to happen. You know, when I started this gym not too long ago, and he said, one of the trainers said, the most important thing is that you don't do the same exercises every day. Mix them up. Maybe you do, you know, one set of exercises one day and the next day, the next day switch it up because it's even better for the body not to be doing the same thing all the time. It's why we have carpal tunnel. We're doing the same movement all the time. So the body needs to stretch and the brain needs to stretch so we're not stuck. Hmm. Yeah, it's very, that's, I, I remember that it's a very strong element of accelerated learning to look at things differently and and, uh, and change things around. 
you, you know, we don't we have maybe about seven minutes, so just one more part of chapter, uh, maybe one more chapter. See what we can fit in here. The element of surprise sounds interesting. What is that about? Mm. Well, you know, don't you love it when somebody brings you a gift that you had not anticipated? You know, it's not like they waited for your birthday to give you a gift. Or somebody calls you up out of the blue and say, and says, how would you like, why don't you come over for dinner? Or, you know, let's go to the museum. I mean, it's just, it's once again, it's about shifting gears. But people love to be surprised. So when I do the workshop, and in my book I talk about surprising our clients with something fresh and something new or something added that they hadn't anticipated. People really appreciate when you go out of the way to support them or just surprise them. So I talk about this uh, booth that uh was giving away a lot of things um, at this fair inside this mall. And all the booths, you know, had quite a few people, but this one had a lot of people. And people were standing in line, and, you know, I was wondering, why why did that booth have so many people? I walked over there, and they were just handing out these little bracelets for the kids. And it was just such a nice thing to do. Like, there was no money exchanged. It was just a gift. And that's what I'm talking about. It's just giving something that's not expected. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. I I had that same experience in uh, business, doing something for a prospect they didn't expect, and I got the business. They, they were going to, uh, you know, have other people in, but because I went out of my way and did that, I they just said, you know, they they didn't they they felt very good about me just doing it even though I would I wasn't asked to do it. So, right, and you weren't being you're right, it does it. work. I'm sorry? And, yeah, and because you exactly. weren't to do it. Yeah. Yeah, and uh you know, that won them over. I didn't <laughs> to get I didn't do it to plan it would work like that. It just just happened to be and but I learned a lesson from it. Um so overall, uh we have about 3 or 4 minutes to go. Um you know, you want to kind of wrap it up, and uh, you know, for people, how do people get started with this? And you know, in, in it depends where people in are. A few in words. How, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. How how do they how do they get into it, and you know, know what to do? Because, as you said, it's a very individual thing. Well, the best thing to do is to take a look at my website holisticpr.com see what's of interest to you you can always pick up the phone and call you know I'm usually home writing or working with a client or I'm available Um, I always start out whatever client I'm working with with the consultation because clarity is the most important piece and many people come to me after they've spent sixty seventy thousand dollars on a PR marketing person that told them what to do and it didn't do anything. So I save a lot of time for people and a lot of money by just having this one two-hour session 
to start. And then if they need a website or they need coaching or whatever it is, presentation skills I help with, we see what, what the need is. Mm-hmm. So it just depends where people are. And even if they're confused or unsure about the next step, that's a great time to call because they get tremendous clarity as to what they're supposed to be doing next. Otherwise, the mind is just spinning and spinning, and they get more and more confused. Well, I I could see what you're saying is you don't, how could you know where to go unless you know where you're at? Exactly. Basically, don't know where they're at. <laughs> well, imagine being on an airplane, and they're not the the uh, the plane drivers, whatever the, the pilots are, not quite sure where they're going. How comfortable would that make you feel being on this airplane? If they didn't have the strategy, knowing where they were going. Yeah, it's the same thing with well, a business owner. You have to know the end result that. that you want to have, the future vision to know how to get there. Yeah. Uh just let me break in here. We're gonna the live feed is gonna end in in about thirty seconds. Uh just wanna tell people listening to Getting on Top on Block Talk Radio. We'll probably go a couple of minutes over. If you want to hear the whole show you just uh, get the uh podcast. After the show ends you could uh, click on the podcast and fast forward to the end and hear the last few minutes. And um we're listening to uh, Andrea Adler talk about holistic marketing. And if you want to know more about Andrea, you can go to www.holisticpr.com. Any final words, uh, Andrea? Well, yes, yes, actually. They also can go to pushingupward.com, which is my novel, and a screenplay that I wrote based on the novel that I'm now pitching to producers, which is a wonderful story. Excellent. Sounds great. Thank you so much. Thank you, Andrea and uh, Adler, for being my guest. And thanks, everyone, for listening. And we'll be back uh, next week with another show. And we're going to go out with uh, Freight Train Freddy. Thanks a lot, Paul. Bye. Bye, Andrea. He was up each morning with the dawn Because he knew his daily run was long and hard And he had to be ready To get his freight train down the track Determination he would never lack A little locomotive called Freight Train Freddy Thanks for listening, everyone. Uh, This is Paul Morris. If you want to find out more about me, uh, you can go to conqueringdepressionforlife.com. We're going to be talking about Depression Anonymous. Keep tuned to the station, and I'll be website conqueringdepressionforlife.com. Thanks for listening. Yeah.